U.S. Commando Team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The release of Age of Conan. unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These one and a half MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Three hundred and forty-four. <laughs> Three hours later, after the failed live experiment. Yeah, big saga continues. We are recording live. episode one hundred twenty-nine of Channel Massive. Welcome, hooray! And that concludes episode one hundred and twenty. We hope you liked it. <laughs> we liked it too. <laughs> really, we we are. Recording a little bit later than expected because yes. technology from the future has proven to be unreliable. And the future technology will be much more That's Mark in the future, and I am Noah living in the past always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is only by a, a wormhole that spans dimensions and <laughs> time that we are able to pull it together to produce this podcast. Yes. <laughs> We're all that's left. Well, I am in 2040. That's all there is. <laughs> Just me, mankind's sole representative. <laughs> wow, how'd you luck out? <laughs> well, let's just say certain sexual favors were were performed <laughs> for the space aliens. I'm Noah. I don't know if I said who I was. <laughs> we're moving right along from that. <laughs> we're pissed drunk. We were going to try recording live. We were. Which Something went awry. Live from the perspective that we only have to record it once and deal with it once and then the show's done. Which means the editing will be even more pristine and perfect than normal. <laughs> well, it won't be that, but the episodes will go up a lot quicker than yeah. they have been. Yeah. So we're working on it. It's yeah. a work in progress. And once we breach that dimension, then we can truly get into live podcasting where you guys will be involved lobbing questions and insults at us as we record. Yeah, exactly. Which we will selectively ignore. <laughs> well, most likely, yeah. <laughs> In this episode, we'll be telling you what we've been playing. Where we've been playing it, how we played it, and who how we played hard. it with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have a couple pieces of feedback, both from Twitter and from email. Tweets. And we have a, some roundtable topics. Five. Which should take us all around the world. Yes. I'd sing this song right now, but it would sound horrible. <laughs> I don't have my auto-tuner ready. Well, cue that up while we take a break. Someone to hold me tight, that would be very nice. Someone to this episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Service. When you order Ventrilo Hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, 
you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. What have you been playing? Well, ever since I switched the names of the games for like the third episode in a row over in Dojo Shogo, I vowed that I'm not going to swap the names of the two games I've played in my very limited game time this last week. I've played Cave Story, which was gifted to me by Matthew Tidman, who is a staffer. No, was it re-gifted or gifted? <laughs> it, was a, it was an actual gift. Was it not and, opened? Yeah, it wasn't. He he said that he believed that he's gotten at least $36 worth of gameplay out of this $10 game, so he decided to give me a copy. And cool. I suppose implicit, implicitly from that, he sent it to some other people who are non-believers. That's really uh, cool. The Wonder of Cave Story. And Cave Story is a really cool game. It's kind of like the old Super Metroid. It's, well, I guess maybe more, more eh, Metroid, Super Metroid, a little bit of Castlevania all mixed together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, an, some it's good one of the ultimate indie games. It was made by this guy, and it was just—it's been a shareware, freeware game on the PC for years and years and years. And they finally, a company went and upgraded all the graphics and the sound, but you can still play the original graphics and sound just like with the Tales of Monkey Island game or the Monkey Island remake game. Um, and it's on WiiWare. It's pretty cool. And finally, awesome. I finished my awful forensics. Oh, crime God. forensics game, crime scene. And are you a licensed CSI? Yes, <laughs> I can add criminal science scene investigator, whatever it is. Criminal crime science. scene investigator. Crime scene. There are, you go. Are you going to go to Las Vegas, New York, or Miami? Because that's the only three places mm. that seem to have those people, as far as I can tell. Well, the most out of place area for me to go to would be Miami, since I'm so fair skinned, and since David Caruso is there, why not? Yeah, if he can survive the scorching heat. <laughs> Talk about the stupidest casting ever. Some super bleach white redhead guy yeah. being the lead of a Miami show. Just one step away from an albino. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've played. Cool. That's it. No oh. League of Legends, nothing. Nothing else. No time. I played some Champions Online. I reinstalled World of Warcraft and um, Conan... Hyborian Adventures. I don't know which one I'm going to actually subscribe to first. I just wanted to see if I could get them reinstalled in a relatively short order. The patching process for um, Age of Conan was like... It was very lengthy. It, well, the first part was... like There's four phases, and I was working at the time um, at night. Extracurricular work. <laughs> and the first phase was like 249 megs, and I was like, oh, that's not a lot. Second and third I missed, but they must have been relatively small. But the fourth phase was 2.8 gigs, which leads me to believe there's been a lot of changes. <laughs> you know. Well, you're and, also and, starting from the very original copy of Conan, right? Yeah, exactly. I didn't download it or anything. Because they had that desert expansion during then, didn't they? Oh, yeah, maybe. So, so that might be part of it. And yeah. then all of those animation fixes had to be at least a gig. Yeah. Oh, when <laughs> oh, they fixed the female animations? Yeah. So I don't know. It was, it we'll was, see if we can stay awake for this. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I need another shot. <laughs> we ran um, out of caffeine already. What I do know is that I'm going to play one of them with some more regular... Now, why did you install Warcraft again? World of Warcraft? 
I just miss it. Specifically, World of Warcraft. <laughs> well, I didn't want you to think I installed Warcraft 1, 2, or 3. <laughs> I installed World of Warcraft. I, I just kind of have been missing it. I want to... I don't know. You know, oh, you I, know, I know what you mean. When I went to the Renaissance Festival, I wanted to play Warcraft really bad. Yeah. I don't know why. There's but. just some places I would like to go, and I'd like to try the whole... Um, you know, matchmaking thing for the dungeons that I oh, the yeah. instances that I haven't tried. If you could get a pug pet, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it'd be cool to have a that. And I don't know, it's just something I wanted to check out. You know, I I got a level seventy and a level eighty and a level sixty. I think just sitting there doing nothing. So, it'd be nice to mm-hmm. get my warlock going, ride around on the old dread steed, and fly around on my little whatever the hell I have my. Chimera or whatever it is. So anyway, did that. Played played a little bit of League of Legends, but not as much as usual. I've been playing a lot of work late at night. It's Which a, is your usual League of Legends? It's time. a realistic game. It involves a lot of work at late at night. Yeah, <laughs> the perils are great. The rewards <laughs> are good. They come in the form of a paycheck. So been doing that. It seems like I've played something else though. I'm I'm at a loss to remember what it was. PC or something. Um, yeah, can't remember. Yeah. Meh. Um, I have instead of playing games on my iPhone, I've got the iPhone Kindle thing, and I've been reading books on there instead. So I think that's a worthy pursuit. I'm not really blown away by any iPhone games, to be honest. You know, like yeah. all this time later, and there's still nothing that you know is like. I haven't run into anything where you're like, oh my god, this was made for the iPhone. This you is like the that number game. Yeah, I kind of liked that one. I can't remember. Drop, Drop 7. seven. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Noah. Yeah, Drop 7. I kind of liked that for a while, but even that got kind of... I got Old to a point quick. where I was like, I'm never going to get better at this, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are. Like, it's just not naturally my my thing. So, <laughs> And since other people are going to be good at this and you're not... Why, Why I, play it anymore? Play if you can't be superior, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there if, can only be one. If I can't do play, you know, PvP drop seven, then what's the point? <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to getting my one. I think I'm going to do Age of Conan. Eric's been talking about doing it again too, just to see what it's like. So maybe I'll be cruising around with Umuru, oh, Umuru of the Umuru White Sands, or whatever. Again. So well, maybe while you guys go play that, I'll finally hook up with Scott in League of Legends. If oh, he yeah. hasn't abandoned it, it's by the time I get back to it, that's great. I <laughs> There's so to... many new heroes that it's. I'm really impressed with their model that they're able to keep cranking you them interested it with these new heroes all the time. Well, it's like how long? Are, how many times are they going to do that? Well, and I tried that that Kinnan guy, the the little baby ninja, or maybe he's oh, a, yeah, maybe yeah. he's like what Tristana is, one of those Smurfs or something. No, his skin's not blue. Oh yeah, I guess not. I wanted to yeah, he's more like Umumu the the Yeah the mummy. But anyway, I wanted to try him out, so I bought him and I played him and I was like, this character absolutely sucks. I'm like, this may well be the first unbalanced character I've ever played in this game and then I played against him and it was a really good player and he was just owning everyone and I was like okay maybe the problem isn't with the character maybe it's with me Mark's ego gets in the way yet yeah. again so maybe I can't play this this is no lame one, if I can't win with him no one could <laughs> oh wait not necessarily true I love it so just admitting the truth but 
Anyway, yeah, that was pretty much my, my weekend gaming. Not too shabby. Yeah. got a new delivery person of, where's my mail of the mail it's the mail hag the mail hag <laughs> <laughs> the mail hag comes bearing two pieces of feedback one from twitter and one from email mm. 140 characters of goodness and we do apologize chandra but our twitter manager eric wasn't quite used to receiving the direct messages so this is a little bit old. He panicked. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Urinated on himself. Fight or flight reflex kicked in. It was horrible. He's better now. <laughs> he's in diapers. He's got, he's, got, he's got some Depends. So you and, can scare him again and it's not going to be a big problem. And we've got a good medication thing going. And nice yeah. regimen. Chandra said, has WoW become less immersive with the dungeon and battleground finders? Do you think they've ruined the story? Love to hear your thoughts. No. I don't think so. It's I just be, made I it believe, more efficient and user-friendly. I believe the second you entered the Barrens and were subjected to Barrens chat, the story was pretty much ruined. I mean, as far as like all the out-of-character stuff that's available in that game, you know, looking for groups. and Basically, I think with the dungeon and battleground finding stuff, it's like... It's just a f- facility to get you into a different aspect of the game sooner than just sitting around chatting, standing there, watching your character stand there while you do it. So, to me, I think it's not ruining the story because it's, you know, slightly unrealistic. And really, in what MMO do you go... Does you just naturally end, end up in the, the cliché tavern with the rat in the basement, which then leads to an uncovered mystery, which gets you together with a random party assembled, which just happens to represent one of each discipline available in the game, and then you go on your epic quest, and, you know, that just doesn't really happen in anything but fantasy books, so I would say no. That would be quite an interesting, interesting, interesting conundrum in a game design if the roles of the people you meet are not necessarily balanced. It's kind of random. Like, yeah. I'm a fighter. Well, you're a fighter, too. Well, well I'm a fighter. How are we going to do this? Friends crap? of fighter, too. <laughs> Three fighters. The odds are stacked against us. The mage has come. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my God, a piece of armor dropped. Let's fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's really any less realistic. Yes, the thing that ruins the story too is running through the same instance more than once. Yeah, it happens a lot anyway. That's so true. And until the game really gets a, until the game gets its next expansion pack, I feel like a lot of people are just recycling experiences anyway. It's only really, yeah. I think story only really matters your first time through. Yeah. Anything. Now I wouldn't. I haven't really played on an an RP server that's really serious about it. I don't know if it would change at that point, but. Yeah, the, where the the whole world experience is yeah is fresh because all the other players are participating correctly or yeah. role playing. That might be that might be a big, you know. Have you ever tried that? 
No, no. Maybe you should try that with your new WoW install. I haven't ever tried it on an MMO except I briefly on that EverQuest 2 server that was RP, but I didn't really RP. I just was looking around. But what I have done in the past, which is way different, there there used to be in the old days bulletin boards, and now there's like forums on on websites where you can do it. You can do a, like an interactive story writing thing with different people where. Like maybe you have a character that you develop, and you one person takes a story to a point, and then you pick it up and oh, cool. take it. I've done that before. It's like shared fan fiction or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's kind of fun. Um, but, but that's different than a game. That's more of a writing exercise. Yeah, it's definitely you know. You should totally writing. do that. Make a new character in the role playing server just to see the opening levels. That would be interesting because you can't transport your other characters to the role playing server, right? Oh, yeah, you could. But I wouldn't want to, but you could totally. I mean, that could also be an interesting comparison because are the people at the higher levels yeah. better or more consistent at role-playing? Or when people are fresh and new and they're like, oh, I'm in a role-playing server. I'm going to really try hard. Are they yeah. better role-playing than... They're like, I'm going to be continuing to role-play, so my character might hit level 10 by next year. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if any of you are really savvy or experienced role RPers... You play in role-playing servers in any particular game? Let us know. I'm particularly interested in MMOs that are not based in real-world circumstances, such as World of Warcraft, Warhammer, stuff where you have to affect a British a persona or a medieval persona. Because with Champions or City of Heroes, when it's got a modern world context, there's role-playing involved there, but it's not as strenuous, I don't think. That does tie into the recent news stories about the the people that are trying to be real life superheroes in New York City. Oh yeah. Oh my god. They're awesome. Is... I'm surprised they're ballsy. I, I, I'm surprised they don't run around with bulletproof vests or something like that. There was a story similar to that from a long time ago about these guys down in the south I think that were doing the same kind Scott's of thing. Scotshood. What's that? Where Scott lives? No I think I think it was Louisiana but they were doing the same kind of thing, and you know they had these really sad stories. Like they 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 couldn't keep a job, and you know they were destitute, but they'd still get together and go, you know, bust some heads. And you know it's the same kind of thing. It's like, and they dressed up. It was the you know they had their outfits and a I secret think I lair. That story, yeah. Yeah, do you remember that story? They had yeah, that it was secret like one lair. Guy and he had a sidekick, and yeah, yeah, and he got his sidekick he lost left his relationship. Him. His, his sidekick got tired and left, and yeah, he didn't. Yeah, but he was out in the middle of nowhere where there wasn't really any crime to be beating. Whereas these people in New York City, there's they're, par- a they're lot patrolling more. parks with drug dealers and stuff. Yeah, that's scary. I wouldn't be doing that. No, no, that's why you're not insane. That's right. Yeah. Even Denver has that. They have those patrolling guardian angels types. Oh, yeah. I, I ran across them one time. I had to, had to kick their asses. <laughs> you was, ran across them yeah, and kicked was, their asses. Yeah, I was peddling my, my drugs. And, <laughs> and they, they came in, and they're all righteous and stuff. And I don't yeah. know what they do. What are they supposed to do? I don't know. Exactly. Are they like the equivalent of those superheroes in New York City? Where yeah, the guardian angels. Can't do too. this. Got to go along. Got to move along. Yeah, I think they they know, try to intimidate they you about things. Large numbers, though, it's That's like true. more like a parade than a lone superhero. <laughs> a parade with berets and berets. It's very fashion conscious. Yes. <laughs> Our next piece of feedback in the mailbag. Do you, is, can you believe how much time we responded to a 140 character or less tweet? I tell you what, maybe our listeners will catch on. <laughs> the ironic thing will be what we'll do to this long email. Yeah, it'll be the exact opposite. <laughs> tweet from Carlos. 
And Eric and Jason are not here to try to affect some bad Spanish accent. So, Carlos, you will be represented with my very American way of speaking. Yes. <laughs> that was Mark's cue, obviously. Mark. <laughs> Here's what... Gosh, Carlos had a lot to say, so I might read this a little bit faster, but not super fast. Greetings, gentle massive crew. I was startled when I heard the happy episode. Right away, I thought I'd stepped in, into a Brady Bunch alternate universe. Awesome. But then I came to the conclusion that wasn't the case, as I was still sorely underpaid. <laughs> the next course of logic led me to believe the government had lobotomized you, which meant I would have had to undertake an adventure of Mexican proportions to locate your missing brain bits. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you see it, the theme of the episode became clear. And I was glad to hear Jason set the person responsible straight. Moving on, I was glad to hear you guys speak more on League of Legends, having recently, yes, <laughs> having recently gotten it back on my PC. And wouldn't you know it, first game I'm in, there's a know-it-all douche who whines and complains, then proceeds to inform the other team he would dominate them, <laughs> only to rage quit after a few more of our teammates die. Others followed suit. While those of us with a shred of dignity did our best to contend with overwhelming odds... I think a few ideas they should implement to help counter these situations and lower life forms are, one, penalize levers or make a greater penalty against them. Two, downrate players who AFK in games. Yeah, amen mm -hmm. to that. Three, put diminishing returns on the bonuses you get from killing players multiple times. What? No, that's that's that way I roll. That last one, that's fun. Well, yeah, that's that rewards people who play. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't get that one. Well, I can see it. Like if you're if you're if you have a noob on your team and the other team just keeps killing that noob over and over again. Oh, the rewards for killing the noob. Then it's up to you to to say noob, stay close to the base or the tower, or don't even show your face outside of. The... Just go AFK. Just yes, just go AFK. It'll help us all. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was told that once. <laughs> <laughs> go get a beer. Those three would help with all these people who throw tantrums and then leave as well as make the people who aren't very good not feed the enemy so much. On a mildly related note, and while they plan to give druids the ability to crap mushrooms that go invisible and explode on contact for the expansion. Wow, that's so familiar. Nice to see Blizzard is still using any ideas they can get their hands on. And listeners, in case you're wondering, there's a... Timu. Yeah, he's like a Timu. koala or something. Yeah, he's like a little ferret guy or something. He's got yeah. a little nose. And he can drop mushrooms that are essentially mines. That yeah, are in, that are invisible until you hit yeah. them. And they explode. Is it just is Blizzard really integrating that into the I, I don't know. I was looking at the new... They've released some information on the new um, upper-level class abilities that are coming with the expansion, but I didn't I didn't remember... I didn't d look at the Druid much because I don't have one. That's more like Warlock, Warrior, Death Knight. So. Yeah. We, it's not that we doubt you, Carlos. We just... We want to see it for We just for can't ourselves. believe Blizzard would copy anyone. Uh, well, yeah. No, wait. <laughs> yeah, it's unheard of. EverQuest. Uh, no. <laughs> Since you were speaking on free-to-play games, Carlos continues, I thought I should mention that I tried All Odds Online. It very much reminded me of WoW, and the quality of the game seemed solid until I left the tutorial and went to a, into a zone with players. The lag was horrible. Turning the screen became a chore, and the lagging images were in my eyes. I tried the lowest setting possible, and it seemed just as bad. I hope that's just some bug. The game does look promising. It does look good. A sort of free game I tried was the Champions Online Unlimited Trial. 
First, I'm not sure if not all of the costumes are included in the trial, but the selection seemed woefully small. The gameplay was what I expected, better than City of Heroes, but no better than WoW. When I finished the tutorial, I was at level 6, and I wasn't able to unlock any powers or upgrades beyond the starter abilities. There was the option to PvP, but at level 5 it seemed like a joke. The trial does well to introduce you to the game and its basic mechanics, but you certainly don't get the full breadth of possibilities. It's more like a tutorial and then an unlimited free trial. Frankly, I'd rather have the 14 days, or hell, 7. Alright, this email is wearing long, so I'll just say a few more things. <laughs> I welcome Eric's further participation to the show. I enjoy his subtle and sometimes not-so-subtle jokes. I'm also interested in the game he dubbed Demonic Pokemon. <laughs> Sounds like the kind of monster game I was always looking for. Keep up the great work. I look forward to the next episode, Carlos. Thanks, Carlos. We yeah. agree. With everything. With everything you said. <laughs> Except for the Eric further participation. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. No, just kidding. We love Eric and we want yeah, him to. Yeah, we love Eric. We want to have him back as soon yeah. as we can. And the demonic Pokemon game he's, Eric was referring to is Monster Hunter Try, which I would actually describe as Big Game Hunter with Dinosaurs. Oh, that's pretty cool. Wait, no, 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 wait. Demonic Pokemon? Oh, wait. I think he was talking about Persona. I take that back. I was getting my monster games mixed up. But if you want to play a big game hunter with whatever. Dinosaurs. You can do what no, I said. Monster Hunter, one. try. Exactly. That is the end of our feedback, mailbag, email, tweet section. Participate in next week's episode 130 by sending us a tweet at twitter.com slash channelmassive. You should follow us. Eric is manning the ship over there. And, of course, we always love emails sent to us at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. We look forward to hearing what you say and giving the most beautiful, dramatic reading of it. Well, yeah. Now on to our roundtable topics. Time to get into our roundtable topics. We have stuff on MMOs. And, yeah, most of it's on MMOs. Yeah, it really is. Very MMO. How'd that happen? God damn it. <laughs> I, guess, I demand a recount. I guess that's just how we roll. <laughs> so one of our favorite MMO developers is actually Turbine. Yeah, definitely. behind DDO. DDO. Their most successful game right now, I think. Is it? Well, at least it's, it's risen from the ashes from the like ashes, a phoenix. Yeah. It's... You know, it's it's doing very well as far as they changed their model and people liked it. But then they perhaps took things a little too far. They're like, wow, we're making so much great money off of this free-to-play game. And there's got to be new ways to get even more revenue out of these suckers. Quick, someone. Get the marketers fed some some food. It's an incentives we'll, program. We'll see what they come up with. How can we tie the real-world purchase economy into the fantasy world economy of DDO? Why, we'll create an offer wall with ways that you can get points to be reused by in your, your Turbine account by buying such things as... Well, here's some, here's some things from the old offer wall. Need a great pair of new shoes? Choose from a huge selection at shoebuy.com. Columbia House DVD special. Get three DVDs for $1 each. Those for were for over a 1,000 points, those two. Get two months of your favorite magazines free. 
That's only 725 points. And then finally, bestseller books as low as 9.95 each with free shipping always. Get your first book free. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Uh, so so they came out with this crazy offer wall concept to try to I don't know. It's like super advertising, I guess. We've heard of in-game advertising, but this is like a whole other level. And I don't think the community liked it much. No. In fact, they, they raged against it. Yeah, they sure did. They went onto a total snit fit on the forums and just raised hell. And I think within 24 hours, a decision was made. And they tore down that wall. Just like Ronald Reagan said, <laughs> Mr. Mister Turbine, Well, I can understand why they got freaked out because... Not only was it kind of a cheesy, uh, it's not too bad. It's kind of like a rewards program. Like if you yeah. use your credit card, you get points, and you or a frequent flyer program, you get points, and you can apply it to something. So you make purchases for one thing, and you get rewarded for another thing. Yeah, that's totally not related, and that's what's going on here. It's a logical idea, but perhaps what was worse is that a third-party company was involved to set this up, and all these turbine users that are registered with Threat DDO got an email from this third-party company about, hey, look at these special brand-new marketing opportunities that you've <laughs> never been warned about or heard of, and spend money and get points in your favorite game. We know it's your game because you're registered to play it. And you're like, holy crap, you violated the privacy agreement. You've, you've sold my contact information to a marketing company, and now I'm going to get all sorts of spam. That's the type of assumptions that were being made. And Yeah, well, I think it's a wise assumption. I yeah. mean and so <clears throat> Turbine's literally named Markatroid yeah. <laughs> issued a response in the forum saying, we've taken it down. It's funny. It's, it's, it's worded. How is it worded? Uh, the slogan part. Recently, we opened an offer wall with a selection of ads that got a strong negative response. <laughs> there were also technical issues that raised valid questions about security. Overall, it was a poor user experience that was not up to our standards and for this, we apologize. Based on your feedback, we're stepping away from the offer category for, for now. Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> That's the part that I was waiting for. Yeah. We'll keep exploring alternate ways to milk your asses. Oh, also explained as alternate ways for players who want points to get them. Yeah. Thank you. Innovate. They're innovating in pricing and accessibility because yeah. that's who we are. <laughs> Innovators. And so there was all this... PR fluff about how uh, don't think this is the last blast we'll take at you and then saying then a couple denser paragraphs about how okay yeah we had to give your email address we chose to pass the email address your email address to our commerce partners in the URL to facilitate emailing receipts to players and it went no further than that and it is <laughs> and PlaySpan and Super Rewards, who are the companies that were involved in the transaction side of things, they're oh my God. sworn to secrecy, and PlaySpan, or one of them, I think PlaySpan actually deleted all of the, or Super Rewards team removed all the email addresses from their user database, so... No, I'm done! Yeah, yeah Turbine's done the best that it can, but it's going to be hard for, <sighs> it's going to take a while for players to forget about this and chill out. And I hope it doesn't affect EDO's subscription model or subscri subscriber base because it's, no, it's a cool concept and I'd like to see it continue to succeed. I know. I'd like to see 
I'd like to see Warhammer Online do that. Yes. When they're not busy charging you 24 times for your subscription <laughs> due to an error or, you know, consolidating servers. Yeah. I would love for them to just go with this kind of a model. And I think that we would see a really good resurgence of that game, resurgence of that game because there's yeah. a lot that it has to offer that's fun and cool. But its current model, it's not going to survive much no, longer, no. I don't believe. Uh, they're probably still trying to recoup their investment yeah. costs, and that's why they're still holding on to this stupid subscriber model. But their number, I mean, I could be wrong, but I can't imagine that their player base is doing anything but maintaining, if not declining. Yeah, it's got to be declining. I mean, I haven't talked to anyone who's like, man, I got to get my Warhammer going. All my friends are jumping there. It's like, man, have you played Outlaws Online or any of these free-to-play yeah, games? Yeah, that's what everybody's playing is. You know? Yeah. Playing totally different stuff. They're bored, and they don't want to pay for this stuff. Yeah. Know? So. It'd be very interesting to see, after all of these different crises and shakedowns, <laughs> what Star Wars The Old Republic will use for its model. Yeah. Because they've gone on record, at least saying Bioware, saying that, it will be unique, and it won't be a, a strict subscription model. And that, it, but that doesn't mean it's going to be free to play or microtransactions. It's going to be some kind of right hodgepodge mix of them, plus new ideas that we've never heard of before. But hopefully, an offer wall wasn't one of those new ideas. Oh God! Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, we better strike that from the plan. The offer wall apparently won't work. <laughs> oh yeah, God. <laughs> What else do we have to discuss this fine evening? Ah. Well, we can talk about the Halo MMO that Ensemble Studios was working on before it got shut down. You mean Project Titan? Yes. It was called... It was codenamed Project Titan and Ensemble Studios, which was a terrific developer that Microsoft bought out. Ensemble, I think, is perhaps best known for its Age of Empires yeah. strategy games. Big time. People which, love that. Yeah, they were very much loved, and they got great review scores. And I just don't get Microsoft's decisions during the console era, buying companies out, shutting them down. But more <laughs> than anything, starting up MMOs, I think this might be the third one, or funding them. Because there's also True Fantasy Online, which wasn't completely theirs, but that was supposed to be a big MMO yeah. on the Xbox. And, and shutting them down, and that's what happened with, of all things, the Halo MMO. I mean, of all the... I mean, you guys couldn't do anything with Halo? I mean, <laughs> come on. We've seen a few screens leaked of it, and the screenshots of the world, is they're similar to the World of Warcraft aesthetic. They're not necessarily... Super cartoony. It still looks like Halo, but it's not totally gritty realistic. You know how yeah. the Old Republic is cartoony, but not realistic. Yeah. And what's interesting from Ensemble's point of view is that someone, one of the developers said that this was definitely supposed to be a legitimate contender against World of Warcraft. Which most people always laugh at because everybody's yeah, a competitor with World of Warcraft and they all fail. That is like the biggest pitfall right now, right? It's like if you haven't figured out that going against WoW is a is a roadmap for yeah. for going through several million dollars and having nothing to show for it, 
you know, by now. I don't know. But it looks like they figured it out in 2007. Mm-hmm. So at least they didn't continue with their plan to topple to topple WoW with Titan or Project Titan. <laughs> so what happens is this is all being revealed a couple years after the fact because Ensemble was shut down back in September 2008. Right. But uh, a former developer from the studio went and had an interview with Ink Gamers. And I can't find his name is Dusty Monk. Dusty Monk. So I don't know if that's his real name or some type of handle. But he said there is a bit of changing of the guard at Microsoft at this time. Microsoft from its gaming division was really changing directions. They were looking really hard at the Nintendo Wii, which is very successful at the time. And they were really excited by the numbers that the Wii was turning. This was about the time that Microsoft decided that its Xbox platform and Xbox Live Arcade really needed to go more in the direction of appealing to a more casual broader audience mm-hmm. much to the chagrin of ensemble because they thought this was a sure thing they successfully challenged blizzard with its own, with in the rts genre they had been very closely studying all the strategies that blizzard had implemented for world of warcraft and to boot there was at least 90 million dollars invested in this and I think the last time we've heard a number this big was for Old Republic that it's at least a $100 million game. Yeah. So if you could imagine that a comparable amount of money was put into this Halo Nin- MMO. $90 million was allocated. The project was shelved and the studio was closed. <laughs> but Gosh. they did that back with, what was that other game they had? It was like a, it was during the Dark Age of Camelot days and they had, Microsoft was funding this MMO that was going to kill be a killer. And Are you talking about True Fantasy Online? No, it was something. It was like a one word. I can't remember. Oh, it's right. Oh. They pulled the plug on that. You know, it's like it's just like man, if you if you if you're pitching an idea and Microsoft shows interest in your MMO, for God's sakes, just don't take it. Develop it as an indie publisher in your garage oh, yeah. if you have to, but don't <laughs> do it. Well, That's a shame. We have some strange news to report. I don't know. Have, how's your Wii Fit going, Noah? I don't have one, but I've been thinking maybe I'll get one someday. It's kind of a cool idea. <laughs> well, apparently... Oh, that's what it was. Hold on. Oh. Marvel Universe Online was the game canceled. Marvel Universe? Yeah, Duh, how do we right. forget oh, that? there's another one, yeah. And True Fantasy Live Online. <laughs> well, and there was a fantasy one before that, too. I can't remember what it was called, but... Listeners, correct us, let us know. Yeah, somebody must know the name of that game that was destroyed. You were going to have... Runic Tattoos was one of the things the characters would have, but anyway. So, there's a story going around about this poor woman, Randy Amanda Flowers, who was working out on her Wii Fit and fell and hurt herself and she basically hurt a nerve and now she's having problems by becoming aroused constantly and she's blaming it all on her Wii Fit (laughs) and uh, basically the headline is well the, the, the first paragraph from this is a woman has gone from Nintendo to Nympho after a fall from her Wii Fit board turned her into a sex addict. <laughs> Fortunately for her, she's fairly young. She's a catering worker. 
Um, she describes the experience as it began as a twinge down below before surging through my body. Sometimes it builds up into a trembling orgasm. A doctor diagnosed her with persistent sexual arousal syndrome due to a damaged nerve. Single Amanda, 24, from... I'll screw this up horribly. Haffer Hay Manchester said, With no cure, I just have to try to control my passion by breathing deeply. Hopefully one day I'll find a super stud who can satisfy me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so, if you have a wee fit and you're feeling reckless... Just throw yourself into the air and see what happens. Maybe you can damage that <laughs> special nerve and I don't know. <laughs> that that would have that that's that's one of our stories from the weird news category. I just like that your immediate response is that you wanted to get a wee fit. Oh well yeah. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Oh my gosh. So the next story that you selected was about Eve multiboxing. Sorry about that awkward silence. What, what were you saying? Mark was paralyzed. I, I was adjusting. Paralyzed. My, with I was fear. adjusting my headset and I could not hear. He was anything. fixing his hair. Was, you can just see it. Yeah, I was doing. The headphones are messing with your hair, and no, they were falling off. It was really sad. <laughs> Excuses. Oh yeah. Eve multiboxing. Chop, chop. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. We have an interesting story to, to tell you about a guy who's built this thing that looks... It looks like a cross between the Matrix display and something from Ethan Allen, maybe. <laughs> I, it's hard to describe it, but apparently this guy was multiboxing in Eve, and um, he... he, he well, it looks like he started out in 2007 running six crappy computers. And uh, he continued to evolve his system. And his whole thing is doing high security mining, I guess. And in March 2010, he came back. He got, uh, he got a warning from them, or I guess a potential ban. Um, oh, yeah, it looks like... Looked like looks like he got banned because they could detect that he had some kind of way for his multiboxing. He was doing like a keystroke. Uh, he had software that would cause the keystrokes to show up on all the computers all at once. You know, every client that he had, and and so he came up with this really cool way to avoid using any kind of multiboxing software like Synergy Key Clone or Octopus or any of those guys. What he did is he He's made this crazy thing out of like bamboo sticks to link mice together to to link keypads together so that when he's playing with his what is it now twelve I think he's up to twelve boxes now when he's playing with that he can essentially hit i think he probably just hits the damn things and and it moves them all at the same time so he's basically manually generated the software or he's manually replicated the software that was previously used to do the multi-key stuff. And it's this crazy-looking system. You can go to uh, sites.google.com slash site slash K-H-R-O-M-T-O-R. We'll put it in the show notes. It's just the craziest-looking thing I've ever seen. And it shows that, as boring as I think Eve is, 
some people have found ways to somehow make it exciting or at least interesting. I don't know, Noah, what are your thoughts? Is this, has this kind of tickled your fancy to, to become a, no, an Eve multi-boxer? Just another example of obsessive-compulsive disorder well, taken to its logical conclusion. Yeah. Well, of insanity. You know, if he were to go to an undeveloped third world country, underdeveloped third world country, he could probably hire a bunch of people to run this stuff for him. Oh, heck yeah. And he could just stand behind him and shout orders. And then it would feel like he was on the bridge of a, a capital commander. ship, right? <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, you know, pacing back and forth with his hands behind his back, you know, crossed. Like, all right, we're going to have to, all right. <laughs> and he'd have name, you know, ensign, whatever names for all the people. And I would do it that way if I were going to do this. I don't know. I like that solution. Do you think? I think that's pretty good. You could probably do it for you know two dollars a day. Would have would for each of them would probably work. So just a thought. Our final story concerns the government making video games, which usually, if you hear about the government making video games, you think of America's Army. Military simulation training games. But this time, the... Is it the White House? Well, uh, I I don't think it's the White House explicitly. A bipartisan committee. Commission. Yes. So it's it's both sides. Uh, The the committee co-chair, Erskine Bowles, asked... The CEO of Microsoft, Steve Ballmer. Developer, 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 developer. <laughs> our favorite. About creating a game or some kind of interface that would allow anybody in the country to create or suggest solutions for taking care of the budget deficit. Wow. And the idea that this software, educational Entertainment, I don't know what you would like to call it, could go viral and bring creative new ideas to Washington because maybe they're all out of them up there. Boy, and it sure did generate a lot of responses that weren't upset. For instance, one one commenter named Tuna Face posted, Law 1. Fire everyone in Washington. Law two: hire intelligent people. Law three: enjoy life. And and that was probably the most positive comment. Wow. What do you think, Noah? You think that that's a good use of our tax money? We're not smart enough to do it. We need to create a viral platform by which we can lure in gamers to come up with a better way of... Solving our problem. I, I think... Again, You're playing it now, aren't you? It re- well, it reminds me, it takes me back to our first story with Turbine's offer wall. It's an idea that on paper sounds good and makes sense. Give the power to the people to, to drive the government. Give them the ability to suggest creative ways that these people in power in the government, they may be too jaded or they 
they just are so used to the way that they normally do things that there's a really great solution that they couldn't come up with and they could let the people do it. And I think from that perspective, it sounds great. But when you start talking about having to spend <laughs> money to solve a money loss problem, that doesn't really make sense or sound good. Now, if there is some... We're spending money to make money. <laughs> if there's like some collective or collaboration of developers who went and did this on their own and it wasn't funded by the government and said, right. look, we've made this freaking iPhone app or whatever that allows people to suggest creative solutions to the budget deficit. And the government's like, wow, we will definitely embrace that and see what type of feedback you get. That makes sense. That wouldn't feel so bad. But when it's like, let's spend money, let's spend taxpayer dollars to figure out how to stop spending taxpayer dollars. The best part is spending. The best part about it is it's a bipartisan commission. It's like, really neither side just called total bullshit on this concept. They both were like, Wow, it's so crazy. It might work. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, they're, the shit they're doing to NASA just makes me, infuriates me. You know, like, how can we hamstring the space program further and expect to develop technology and become, you know, well, now I'm, now I'm talking about United States stuff specifically, but it's like, how can you be, well, this is specific. How can you ma- remain a world leader in space travel if you're essentially saying we will we will require to get our astronauts to the ISS? We will special we will essentially hitch rides with the Russian space program. It's like, wow, definitely shows a changing of priorities. Yeah, a big big one. This is the polite way to put that. We will go. They should just fucking invest it all in, um, like, some just dumb 3D platform, like Second Life, <laughs> you know? Well, I don't understand. What's been cool about this current administration is that they're very Web 2.0. They're very much, yeah. come to the website, subscribe to our Twitter feed, see our photo blog, go to our Flickr account, and... Suggest things. Use these input forms. Why isn't that sufficient? Why does a game have to be created? Yeah, for this particular problem, like or for a, this particular America's request? Army. I totally get that. That's like a really good recruiting tool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you going to really make a piece of software that's like Eve, essentially, all about spreadsheets and balancing numbers and everything, and expect? Yeah. People to be like, all right, on. I'm going to totally get into this and come up with a solution to the nation's deficit. Yeah, just fucking modify Civilization three or four or whatever to make it way more budget heavy and let people figure that out and then analyze the results of the most successful players or something dumb. You know, something simple like that. Like, here's the desired thing we want. Instead of going to the most elaborate means possible, you know, to get that, why don't we just do something simple? Yeah. Or actually, why don't we just find some fucking economists? How's that for an idea? Like the people whose job it is? Yeah. Do we have like if you want a good if you want a good like you know space agency idea? Like how how best could I get an ion engine you know to fit into this to this framework to get this many people to Mars? Instead of creating a video game to to figure out how to engineer That's such uninformed a feat, people, why don't you hire some engineer? <laughs> yeah, it just like it makes you feel nervous and yeah about the people that you've elected to government if they're 
Well, it's like when you work at a when you work at a at a company. Like, say you go to a company and you realize that nobody can ever make a decision. It always has to be a string of meetings in a committee. Groupthink, yeah. Groupthink thing, and it's like, and then the people that do just take action and make a decision get shot down and and criticized and you know basically neutered until they go into the groupthink mode, and then the company's paralyzed. And it's like the same. I see this as the same kind of wacky ass way of solving a problem. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, um, well, I need to buy my Microsoft stock now, so we should probably end the podcast since my taxpayer dollars are going there anyway. Yeah. Jesus, just silly. Creative. But stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of bad art out there that's creative and stupid. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's quite a bit of it here in Denver. Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Listeners, tell us what you think about any of our roundtable topics or just give us some general feedback about the show at our Twitter feed, twitter.com slash channel massive. You should follow us. Or you can send in emails to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll probably have a special guest host in the next episode or maybe we'll do the magical live recording and see how that turns out. The mythical live recording. Yeah, it'll be pretty badass with, when that with happens. With Eric, maybe. Yeah. He'd be most tolerant of our failure. <laughs> maybe. And yeah, we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Episode 130. Yes, 130 coming up. In 20 more, we'll let Jim come back and <laughs> do a series of skits. That's actually funny. That would probably be a good story to add in right before the end of the show. I got to hang out with Jim and Jason uh, this last weekend we saw Clash of the Titans and Channel Massive came up a couple times and I talked about I were going to might do live podcasting and they're like oh wow that's cool and they were making jokes about Jason started about how we fired him <laughs> and then he was telling Jim that that's what the story you should have that he you they, we forced them off of the show <laughs> and and I'm like yeah whatever and they're like. Well, the 150 to 50th episode's coming out. Maybe they'll let us come back on. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> and the funny thing was, they were shocked. <laughs> and like, oh, come on. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't catch your chickens before that. Probably not in the cards. Yeah. yeah. But thanks for thinking of it. Yeah. We appreciate your interest. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep dreaming on for that day that you can return keep your to our race. Feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Till then, you'll be in mothballed status, motherfuckers. <laughs> Back to your crypt. Yeah. Back to your dark place. <laughs> Listeners, if you think that they should come back, let us know. Or what about our broad selection of guest co-hosts? That yeah. Have? Eric, Tear, Scott. Hot. Love them all. Yeah. Phil. We could have Phil oh, back. Phil? Yeah. yeah. That's right. We've got lots of options. We do. It's just who we're going to pluck from the buffet, huh? That's right. <laughs> Tasty. In, yeah, like fried chicken. <laughs> Until next time, listeners, we bid you adieu. Good night. And good riddance. <laughs> was that too harsh? Is that over the top? It was a little tough love. We love you. <laughs> Long time, sailor.